I'm back. I think the last episode I didn't know was going to be my last because I went into labor early and I was frantically emailing people work that was due after my water broke. (laughs) So another episode was not in the cards. It's been a year now and what a weird time to have a newborn. I remember really looking forward to mat leave and not just because I would be spending time with my baby, which obviously is lovely. Okay, like not just lovely, but you know, overall on the whole lovely. But I think I was looking forward to just having like permission not to do everything. I mean, not not that I have to do everything always, but y- you know what I mean, psychologically. It's like a built-in excuse to check out of society, basically, and uh, you know, not and not work or feel the pressure of working or having to produce things. Not to say that I didn't have plans for some projects. I mean, I'm still me. You know, some were a bit more ambitious, and having a baby is not like a pet who you can just like leave for hours. Like, obviously, it's like I knew that, but. You don't know until you know what having a baby is like. And I mean, every baby is different, true. But, you know, I had the, you know, needs to be held while standing kind. And, you know, like that's very specific. Like you need to be standing, not sitting. And somehow the baby knows. I, you know, I don't know. Someone told me it was evolutionary because the closer to the ground, the closer to predators And I don't know if that's true. It sounds a bit sophisticated for someone who isn't aware they have hands. But anyway, yeah, becoming a mother has been radical, to say the least. Like, as in like a radical shift in my perspective. For me, like, it it like called into question my very existence and what I mean to the world and how everything is just fleeting and how this baby is like the beginning of the end for me. It's like training your own replacement. And and then knowing how vulnerable he is and how much he depends on us, it was just very overwhelming. Before giving birth, I was worried if I would lose my desire to be creative. And when I became a mother, it ended up like focusing me more in an interesting way because you know, you only have like certain slivers of time, so you really need to choose wisely like what you're going to fill them with if you're going to make something and I found that I really do need to make something every day and maybe it's not art or design specifically it could be just fixing something or maybe like sewing something very domestic (laughs) or cooking something again super domestic but you know it's making something out of nothing And, you know, I don't think that will go away. So I'm glad to know that about myself because in some ways I feared that that desire to create would just slip away somehow after becoming a mother. And, well, maybe it's the consciousness of that that, like, kept it from happening. But anyway, I'm glad glad to know that. It doesn't just disappear. So, yeah, I'm back to see how this season will go, talking with people via Zoom. Yeah, after talking with today's guests, I had the inevitable regret of the things I meant to talk about but didn't. So indulge me in just mentioning quickly a couple things. Number one, okay, the increased commodification of motherhood has felt like a weird double-edged sword. It's like there's lots of practical tips, you know, on Instagram from all these like mommy 
I don't momstagrammers. I don't know what you're going to call them. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's like practical stuff. Like I do want to know what they're sharing. Um, but then, you know, with that comes this like pressure to do all the, you know, quote unquote right things that you see and then like brag about them online, I guess. I don't know. So I meant to talk about that um, with our guest, but I'm just telling you my, my ramblings about how it feels to, I guess, have time to be on Instagram all day. <laughs> anyway, uh, number two, which is sort of related, but like, is it just me or are ads for kids clothes are they like more art directed in a very like dystopian way these days? Like where toddlers are like stone faced or even like angsty looking. It's like funny how like models will get aged up even from the time that they're like babies, like literal babies until like what they're like 30 and then it's everything you could do to stay looking 25 after that. I don't know. Uh, I feel like the ADs who make those kids ads just don't have kids. I mean, right? Or have I automatically lost a sense of coolness because I'm now a mom? Uh, no, that's shitty of me. That's like my own fear. Because I would always, you know, before becoming a mom, would use the term mom in a pejorative way to infer someone was out of touch. <laughs> And I guess I have to check myself now because that's me. That's me who I'm talking about now. And I'd like to think that I'm not out of touch. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, hashtag not all moms. In case you couldn't tell, this episode is devoted to mothers who are also creatives and what it really feels like and how we can possibly still find the time to make art while also making and caring for a human. I asked a few creative moms if they had any tips. Thanks to Michelle Sisa, Sandeep Johal, and Lindsay Sue for these hot tips. My advice uh, for mothers who are struggling with creativity is to give yourselves a break because it's really draining to have a new baby. And I know I felt pretty creatively tapped out for several months after my daughter was born Um, and I think you just have to be patient and trust that you know those creative inspirations will come to you when you're a little bit more well rested and uh, a little bit further out of that hazy newborn phase and my other piece of advice is to make sure your partner is doing the work to give you time to be creative so hand over that baby and shut a door and just give yourself some room to play and experiment and don't use that time to do housework. My tip for artist mothers is to make time to create, whether it's a tiny sliver of time or a huge chunk of time, just carve out that consistent creative time for yourself and really make it a priority because when you become a mother, it can really feel like you've lost yourself, like you've lost your identity, and art's a way to bring you back to who you are. I can't exist without her. I need to make art. It fulfills me in ways nothing else can, and that fulfillment makes me a better mother. My son gets to see me do my life's work every single day, and hopefully it'll instill in him the confidence to seek out what fulfills him, no matter how out of the box it may be. Um, My best tip or piece of advice is to um, just take the time to nurture your relationships 
with lots of other people, like other moms with kids of, of any age, or your empty nester neighbors, or the university kids that live down the street, and just build as deep of a bench as you can with people who love your kids. Um, and people that your kids feel comfortable with. I learned that like having a community of people that you can lean on to help you out um, and vice versa, say to like pick up each other's kids or send over dinner to your family or grab groceries for each other when you're at the store is just really, really awesome. Um, and just knowing that you have viable options for real support outside of your organized childcare just really helps take the edge off um, and kind of helps you keep doing your best work. Other than that, uh, I also know that some of my best work is done either really early in the morning or very late at night when everyone in my house is asleep. So I try to take advantage of that quiet time as much as I can. Like I said, I feel deep shame that I didn't get to everything I wanted to talk to in my interview this up, but that's essentially the crux of being a mother anyway. Guilt. Guilt that you're not doing enough and what you're doing isn't as good as it could be. And my guest today should have something to say about that. Alice and I have been friends for a long time, and I wanted to hear from her about what it's like to be a parent to two kids while making time for her art practice. Here's my chat with Alice Clare. So Alice, we've known each other for a long time. We met in school, and our paths sort of changed you became an education assistant but you're still an illustrator and an artist you're a mom now and before kids entered your life did you think about how your art practice would work with having kids or did you think it would stop or like were you worried about it um I yeah I absolutely thought about it I mean I've always wanted to be an artist and I've always wanted to be a mother So when I thought about the future, those two things were always just together and I'm figuring it out slowly. (laughs) It's hard, but um, I I definitely always dreamed of, and it's still my dream uh, to kind of like drop the kids off at school, go to my studio, work in my studio for the day and then pick the kids up from school and then do the mommy stuff. Right. And I mean, I don't have my own studio and I'm not working during the day as an artist, Um, but that's still like my long-term goal. Do you think that you're making more art now because of this pandemic or less than you would have? I don't know if I'm making more or less. I think it's about the same. I mean, just being a mom is hard and yeah, I don't know, like I'm still just fitting it in when I can and yeah. Do you do it usually like after uh, they've gone asleep or are you, do you do it like during nap times or what's your strategy? Well, I mean, Hayden is six, which is great because he's in, he's in grade one. So, you know, there you go. Six hours a day, he's off at school. And then, but uh, Ruby is a baby and um, has never been a great napper. So I kind of always like before I had her, I was like, oh, like, I'll do art during nap time. There's like, you know, two hours twice a day. (laughs) No, it's never like that. It's never like that. (laughs) No, she naps for like 45 minutes, like once a day. Yeah, it's like you got to eat then. You got to like do your life (laughs) in 45 minutes. Yeah. It's brutal. I like madly like just like cleaning up the kit, doing the dishwasher or, you know, 
whatever, folding laundry, that kind of stuff. Um, and then art, yeah, definitely is something that I do in the evenings, which sucks because I'm exhausted and I don't want to sit down at my desk and pull out my paint and start doing that. Um, I want to be sitting on the sofa playing video games. Do you feel like you kind of force yourself and then you're happy you did it? Or are are you like compelled to do it even though you're tired? I'm always happy I did it when I actually get motivated enough to do it. I'm always like, oh, that was a good choice. Good job, Alice. Like I'm proud of myself for actually sitting down and doing it. And then I'm I'm always kind of happy with what I made. Um, I yeah I don't know the the process of art for me is not that enjoyable which kind of is strange because I'm I'm an (laughs) artist I'm an artist but no I like the planning part I absolutely love the um like getting a brief and coming up like brainstorming and writing lists and doing all the like sketching and all the possibilities of what I could do to meet the brief or to whatever I I love that part um but then when it and then I love the end the last bit when I like put the final stroke down or like sign my name Mm -hmm. I love that part where I'm like oh look what I just made I made that that's incredible yeah the middle part where you're actually doing the stuff I do get into flow like I definitely get into that state of flow where like time just passes quickly and um like you you know I'm not paying attention to anything else I get into that state but I don't find it that enjoyable I find it stressful so I think that's where I struggle as an artist is to get motivated to sit down and actually do it when I know it's kind of gonna suck a bit yeah yeah I hear you I think everyone gets a little bit like that because well I don't know I certainly well I feel like it's a little bit different I get like bored after I've solved it you know, like solve like what I'm going to do or when I'm like partially finished yeah. it, then I like drop it for something mm-hmm. else because I'm just like, oh, well, that's what this is going to be. And of course I could finish it. But look at this shiny fun thing over here <laughs> that hasn't been solved. Oh, that's that's definitely that's definitely me as well. It's, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to get motivated. But then I think I'm definitely motivated by that final feeling at the end when you're just like oh that's great but Mm -hmm. then oh god with design it's it's like it's worse with design because then you're like (laughs) even if you're done then you're not like done like documenting which is really the done that is like seen by people yeah I know because then I'm like oh now I gotta like photograph this to put it on Instagram and like I never photograph it the way that it properly should be photographed you know like with like nice natural lighting and all that I'm like oh whatever I finished it I'm just posting it right now and I always regret it because I don't know you're supposed to actually care about that stuff it's really yeah yeah it's hard to care after you've finished the project I mean I feel like mentally I've moved on I don't want to fuck around with it but the Mm -hmm. the I've I've I'm try I try to remember like the process is the work. It's not the really like the finished product is not the job, right? It's everything before mm-hmm. and we have to enjoy that part, Alice. We we must. We have to. I know. <laughs> and doing the work is what makes you better, right? Like 
like yeah. I'm often like, oh, I'm not that good and, and stuff. But I know the only way I'm going to get better is if I actually just sit down and do it more yeah. and more and more. But when you kind of feel like it's not that great. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've interviewed a lot of people and I rarely hear that people love their own work. Doing the work is how you get better. But like now it's like doubly hard to find the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, I'm I'm not back to work yet. You you have gone back to work. Um, how has it been since you've gone back? Like, do you feel even more like compressed? Or do you feel a little bit of space because you get kind of some of your own time? I mean, I'm going from a house with two kids to a classroom full of kids. And it's not easy. It's it's, yeah. it's extremely stressful. But I get to talk to other adults, which is really amazing yeah. to be able to do that again. So and even talking to the kids and stuff like it's just it's it's back to doing kind of like what I was before I was a mom. And that's really cool. So because I have that mm-hmm. twice a week, it, it really I thought I thought I was going to hate it. I thought it was going to be super hard to be away from my kids, which it is. But it's also kind of nice to be able to sit like in the staff room and eat my lunch and like just look at my phone and there's not a baby next to me throwing food in my hair and stuff like it's kind of <laughs> I'm really like trying to savor those days um but I am finding it a challenge you know like working all day and then being with the kids and then suddenly they're asleep and then those days it's especially hard to kind of get into the art groove and start painting or whatever just because it has been a long day and you're using like traditional mediums correct yeah I like or- gouache I've played around with basically every medium. I mean, I really have like, I, I've like, even we're talking like cross stitch and like, like everything I've done it. And I go back to gouache for a number of reasons, mostly that it dries quick and it's easy to just pull out. I don't like mixing colors. (laughs) It's another weird thing. Like Mm -hmm. I like being able to look at all my choices and pull them out and be like, Oh, these go go together kind of well. And then just use those. Right. <laughs> and like yeah. and then yeah. it's fast and it does seem simpler. Yeah. And so I'm working kind of lately I've been doing smaller pieces um which has been nice cuz then I can just kind of I the people that work on one piece for like a month or or more I I don't know how they do that. I've never been able to do that in my entire life. I want to get my piece done that night because there's a good chance I'm not going to come back to it if I don't. <laughs> so I yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, then how do you think that um, affects like what it looks like in the end? Like, do you think it? Um... No, I'm not saying no, like, no. bad. I'm just I saying was, like, is it? Do you? I, think... I was thinking about that earlier today, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh! Like, if I actually worked on one piece, like you know, a few nights a week for like three months, wow! Think about what I could make. Like, it would be incredible. But that's just not who I am. And, and that's okay to know that. But then, you know what, sometimes it's, sometimes it's not incredible. Sometimes it's quite labored. So we started, well, when I started my mat leave, um, we kind of um, started a project where we would prompt each other. We gave each other words mm-hmm. to draw or like in any way, like to interpret in any way. Me and Alice did this. And um, I found that the less time I spent, the happier 
I was in a way because I didn't just like stress and make things. I, I don't know. It just seemed simpler. I also uh, simplified my color palette and I just decided to only use um, a certain like five colors. I just really wanted to be free, especially from coming from like working where you really have to f- feel like you're exhausting mm-hmm. all solutions to like, I don't know, to be worth what you yeah. charge. No, I don't totally. know. I don't know. <laughs> even though, as, even though as you get like more experienced, it's like, you should just know like that famous, uh, uh, story about Paula Scher who um, did the like Citibank mm-hmm. logo and she like sketched it I- in the meeting <laughs> like where they yeah. were briefing her I mean they still like did a bunch of other exploration but it's like you're not paying me for like the 15 minutes you're paying me for the like 20 years exactly yeah that. I find if I just if I don't have any restraints then I I completely overthink things And I try to make them look too realistic, which every time I do that in my own like personal work, it never turns out the way I want. Because when I look at all the art that I actually really love on like Instagram and stuff, I look like I I save a lot of things and uh, in like this little folder called inspiration. And I look through it and it's all like really flat, minimal colors, like, Mm -hmm. and kind of like it's imperfect. And when I go to make art, it doesn't tend to look like that, which is always confusing to me because that's like totally opposite of what I like, what I'm, I like, gravitate towards and what I really like. So recently I, I wrote myself a little list of my rules for when I make art <laughs> and I, and I have it and it says, um, imperfect is perfect. <laughs> it's okay to like make mistakes. Um, some objects can just be outlines. It's okay. Like I don't need to go and make everything detailed and shaded and stuff. I really love flat backgrounds. And I, when I go towards like, take a look at the art that I've always loved, like from my childhood, it's a lot of the books that have a lot of stuff going on in them. Um, Like tons of like furniture and like objects on shelves and like just lots of little details that you can just stare at for hours. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to include more like little things kind of hidden around. Um, And then the key, which is something you just mentioned is minimal colors. So I have um, the fabulous book, the dictionary of color combinations, which is so fun to look at. Oh, and by who? Please tell us the author. Well, um, it's, I believe it's Japanese <laughs> and it just has the publisher. I got off um, Christmas present from my husband, Jared, but it was something I asked for. Um, I believe it, the publisher is Seigensha, but that's all. Everything else is not in English. Okay, I'll so. find it. I'll find it so we can. Yep. Okay. Each page is just a few colors it's like either three colors in a row or four colors so they're limited color palettes okay and are and you just like r- randomly picking yeah so I look through it after I've decided what my piece is going to be and done a sketch I look through the book to see what kind of like draws like seems like it would be a good fit for that piece like based on what kind of like yeah. emotions yeah. I want it to feel and stuff 
and then I match it with my gouache. And- a lot of time, um, if I'm like having a color conundrum, I will go on line and like look at art like fine art uh-huh. and uh, like I'm talking about when looking for colors for usually for like design I like I like try to find inspiration from something adjacent yeah you know like like I'm not looking at other designs like I like to look at artwork instead or if I'm doing art I like to look at maybe books or design or something else I don't know me, yeah, that's maybe great. some weird thing where I'm like I don't want to like I don't want to copy. No, totally. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to look completely different, and no one owns color. But anyway, well, actually, that's not true. I know, but I do the same thing. I get inspired by like I don't know, like a fabric or like some sort of pattern or something online, and I'll like pull colors. Like if I am working digitally, and then um, like on Procreate yeah. or something, I'll like put the colors in and then I'm like oh shoot like I gotta change these a little bit because like otherwise it's just like I'm plagiarizing the color palette but it's like no one's gonna no no oh my god and it's like no one will no, know someone will know no one will know <laughs> for a while you were doing creating together which was you making like an art project for your son every day which was so cool like you came up with the best projects I was very like jealous. I was like, I wish my parents did this for me. And like that had to have affected him. Like he's probably, I don't know. Do you think he's like more creative? Like because of that, do you think he's always wanting to like do like an art project or what do you think? He's, I do think he's creative because I'm an artist and because I talk about being an artist and because he sees me well, he doesn't really see me doing a lot of art because I do it after he's in bed, but he sees the art that I've made and he gets excited to be like, my mom's an artist and I'm an artist too. And then he'd be like, mom, am I a better artist than you? Like he really what? likes to be competitive. Thank you. <laughs> um, but the the project you're talking about, because I love a good project, was the 100 day project um, a few years ago. And so, yes, I had an Instagram account for it, which I've now changed over to a private account. But for 100 days, which is a lot of days it is a <laughs> uh, lot in of a days. row, <laughs> every yeah. single day coming up with a new art activity for me and Hayden. Um, this was after we adopted him when he was three and he came home and I was really trying to find a way to work on attachment with him and connect to him more. And so every day for 100 days in a row, we did an art project together and it was really fun for me to plan them out because I love the planning phase um, and set it all up for him and just see his reaction. Cause it was like, I mean, even we did really cool things. Like we would go to, on the patio and take tin foil and turn it into like a river and have the hose out and pour water down it and have like boats and stuff that we made out of paper. And like, it was, it was really, really fun. And I can't wait until Ruby's older to be able to do that again, like those similar projects. And I do it with Hayden occasionally, but right now with two kids and a pandemic, I, I mean, I am maxed. So yeah, I'm not doing those things every day. Like I wish, you know, I'm kind of like, I have some mom guilt. I'm like, why don't I have some amazing activities set up for when Hayden gets home? Like I see on Instagram and I, Mm. you know, I just, I pull out the Play-Doh and put it on the table. Like, there you go, bud. That's something. (laughs) <laughs> Tell us your favorite one, though, so yeah. people may replicate it. Oh, Ublik. Ublik is uh, a really cool 
thing. You may have done it as a kid. You take potato starch or cornstarch and water and mix it together. And it creates a substance that's not quite a liquid and not quite a solid. And it's so cool to play with. What is it called? It's called like a non-Newtonian fluid. I can't remember exactly. And now I'm going to be embarrassed. That sounds fancy. (laughs) Non-Newtonian fluid. What? I'm going to be embarrassed because I'm pretty sure I messed that up. But um, it's so, and you can add food coloring and like glitter if you really want to go wild. But watch out for glitter. It gets everywhere. Um, I mean, and, and like I've worked at, at like um, summer camps and the kids just go wild for it. I, it's when so do they stop eating, they just, eating stuff, though? <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. I'm waiting for that. Like I hand Ruby a crayon, like a big the baby crayons, and she tries to stick it in her mouth still. So I don't know. I'm pretty excited for when she stops, though, because that's when I'm going to be like getting out the sensory bins with all the fun. Like, here's a pile of rice and some scoops. Go to town. Yeah, I yeah, don't know why yeah. you do that. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Somewhere in between here and three, right? It's got to be. Apparently. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, uh, this is the, I don't know. Kinda, I don't know. <laughs> it is kind of funny. There's like a gap. Like you really know like what to do with like a three to six year old. But then there's this little gap. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an adoptive parent and a biological parent and so there is this chunk where like like having ruby people would be like you know is this your first kid i'm like well no it's my second child and then they'd be like well so you know what to do i'm like i don't have a clue what to do with a baby like that like i don't (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing please give me all the advice and information because i don't know but three-year-old yeah i got that so you're doing a project um that is going through the alphabet and um, every letter being something about motherhood and then doing an illustration. Can you talk about that first illustration? Part of the class is you go through the alphabet and think of like first you have a theme and mine is motherhood. And then you go through for each letter and come up with a few words and then narrow those down to one word for each letter of the alphabet that um, you want to use. So for the first piece, I chose the word alone for A uh, because being alone is my favorite thing (laughs) and I'm never alone really anymore (laughs) like I mean even in the evenings my husband works nights so even in the evenings when I am actually alone there I mean I'm not really alone because the baby's gonna wake up I know several times (laughs) or you know my son could wake up and need me and it's I'm never really truly alone um and so the piece I did was me in the bathroom, uh, just sitting in front of the door, because that's sort of my spot in the house to actually be alone is during the day, um, Jared can be with the kids. And sometimes I'll just say, Hey, can I just like run away for a few minutes? And uh, I go to the bathroom and I either have a bath, which is my favorite thing. Or if I don't have time for that, I just sit and I take some deep breaths because being a mom is very hard. Oh man, nothing prepares you. There's really nothing. I mean, I I don't know. It's like everyone kind of tells First of all, don't you feel like it's annoying cuz like before you have kids, mm-hmm. everyone's like hounding you to have kids, and then when you're pregnant, they're like, "Just you wait." Yeah. And then it's like, "Damn it, they're fucking right though." It's like very hard and yeah. totally blows your mind. And I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, also- it's like overall 
your life is worse. Like just like the day to day, you're just <laughs> <Alice>. like, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> I'm not done. Like you're just exhausted, right? Like you're just, you're kind of like, everything's a mess and you're just dealing with them crying and you're crying and everything's just kind of like, what is happening? But then the highs are so high, right? Like it's just all totally worth it because you get a little giggle or, you know, a cuddle and it's just like your heart just melts and it it's, makes everything worth it. So yeah, <laughs> before you have kids, everyone is like, oh, get your sleep now. You better get your sleep now. Like there's some sort of weird stockpile where you can just like sleep a bunch and then you'll be able to use that later once you have kids. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, shut up. That is not useful whatsoever. How about you come over and look after my kid for an hour while I go sit in the bathroom? Right, Alice? 100%. For every parent, everyone I know who had a kid before I had kids, I am so sorry if I came to your house. I am so sorry if I just came over and held the baby for a minute while you sat there looking at me like with devil eyes. I I did that to you. I'm sorry. I feel so bad. No, you guys play with Hayden and stuff. No, I, I feel so bad. Like I should have been like, hey, you go take a bath right now and I'm going to cook you dinner and I'm going <laughs> to like watch your child right? and whatever. I didn't get that at all laundry. because it was COVID. It's been COVID and there's been none of that. I know. I am so sorry. It has been a disaster. This sucks. Anyways, whatever. But it, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's been a disaster it's been a disaster for, for everyone. Like, I'm like, oh, no, like, I'm a, like, this sucks. Like, I didn't get my playdates with Pam. But really, like, <laughs> everyone is suffering. People that live alone are suffering. Like, everyone is having a hard time. So it's hard to be like, oh, poor me. I have a baby and a kid. Do you and- think do you think it's I mean, there have been lots of discussions about this, but do you think the kids know the difference? I do think there's going to be a bit of a generation of kids who are a little socially awkward, like just a touch, like because of COVID. But then like, it'll be like, I is it COVID that. or is it like just computers and everyone being on their phone? I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah, it's a lot of things. <laughs> but like, are we going to be weird after this year? I feel like I rarely talk to people. I don't know. It's. It's really hard because, like, you just get used to being alone. Well, and now, like, mm-hmm. anytime I'm alone, I want to do what I want to do. I don't usually, I don't want to yeah. talk to other people because I'm like, this is my time to make something. And I feel like exactly I've needed to make stuff. I've like missed being creative. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like, I even do I mean I'm making stuff but it's like not as much I guess as I was so in that sense I don't know maybe I was worried about like (laughs) me no I just like have weird coping strategies (laughs) (laughs) my coping strategy is to like make stuff but it that's not really like confronting any issues it's just making stuff (laughs) so I I don't recommend I don't I don't recommend it. It's weird. Um, but like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I read like an interview with uh, uh, Miranda July before 
I had Nico that kind of like gave me hope. I love her. She's so great. She um, was talking about how she was worried about her creativity after becoming a mother. And then it was just like she had more creativity and it made me feel like, okay, well, if that happened to her, like maybe maybe it could happen to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have more. Do you feel like you have like like more creativity that just has nowhere to go? Do you feel like that? Yeah, I think so. I think I have more of like a, like a, I want to make stuff, especially about motherhood. Like I used to always, it used to always be that the stuff I made didn't quite feel like raw enough. Like it, it was always kind of cutesy. Like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. just like happy stuff, like greeting cards and like stuff that I never really felt like I was really getting to like the real me like I'm a pretty private person and so I didn't really want to share about you know anxiety and depression and just how hard it is to be a mom like all that kind of stuff I kind of kept inside while I put made pictures of donuts and fruit loops and Mm. now that I'm a mom I'm I'm finding I kind of want to share because there's this community of moms who are all struggling like like everyone is just, this is so hard, especially during a pandemic when you're trying to work as well as take care of the kids who aren't even in school or, you know, like doing homeschooling and stuff. Like it is so, so challenging. And so I'm trying to do more like, like really sharing, like, like me sitting on the bathroom floor, like, like with my head in my hands, like this is hard. And this is me taking a breath so that I can get back out there and keep doing it. It's true. Actually. I think like this year probably is going to give like birth, sorry for the pun, (laughs) to lots of really introspective work because what else do we have to do but sit and think about our next creative project or and our feelings and really like do something meaningful and not just like fluffy because we got to like quickly get to the next thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that said, I do enjoy the fluff myself. Oh, also. totally. <laughs> no, I'm not saying like that for like any kind of pity. Like, I think for me, when we were sharing our prompts, um, I think that really mm-hmm. helped me like unengage because I was like too engaged. And and it actually, in a backwards way, helped me find a style, which I wanted to do anyway like when you're Mm, as you know you're welcome well thank you because you know like when you're trained like in design and illustration like you're sort of trying to be a a hybrid right because you're trying to like do different stuff for different clients which is great like you have to be able to be nimble in your style but when you're an illustrator like you need to like have a style Mm -hmm. and it was, I'd, I always felt like I could, well, I could do whatever I want, wh- whenever I want. But it's like, you know what? How about just spend some time trying to like do one sort of thing? And I'm not saying I've like nailed it, but I feel like I'm getting closer to like something that's truly mine and not just like, oh, I'll make something that looks kind of like this person for this project and kind of like this, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, no, you so- really... You really have. Like, I love seeing your posts now, your little illustrations, the, yeah. like the digital ones, because like the color scheme, like all of it, it's you. And I get excited. I actually like look through Instagram and I see something else that sort of 
feels like it. I'm like, I get kind of like, oh, that's like, a, that's sort of like Pam. Like it's, it's got like the same tone to it. And which means you do have a style that I'm thinking of in my head when I, and it's pretty yeah. cool to see that. It's, it's crazy. I know not to talk about me all the time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked to anyone about this at all. <laughs> So this is, but it's, it's because of you It's because you're like, let's do this, this project. And it really got me like just drawing for like no real purpose, which eventually gave birth to just something like my style. I don't know. It's just good to like, and I really love that still here, still life, which, um, you also brought up. I know. Yes, it is. Did you, do you remember do you remember how many followers they had when we started? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? And now we've it's been like, there since the beginning, <laughs> right? We it's knew so, so wild. We knew. I only did one of them, and then I have. I literally, I take a screenshot of it every week with the intention of doing it, <laughs> and then I just don't get around to it, and I feel guilty, but not that guilty because it's not that big a deal. But there's so it's just so cool to like have this like still life and it's like recreate this in any way you want and it's it's such a cool prompt so I love and I love projects I love I love project (laughs) I love a project I love a project and like I like that they're usually pretty quirky though oh man this week's is like jelly and like it's so hard I'm like I don't want to do screenshot I didn't screenshot that one (laughs) like oh but then it's like okay you can and I have done this with it before. It's like, well, you can change it to whatever you want. And I have definitely changed stuff. I don't want to draw into other things that I do want to draw, <laughs> which is also very lazy. I mean, it's very, very lazy. Oh, yeah. Not no lazy. one can see my fi- my finger wagging on the podcast, but I'm <laughs> expressively waving my finger. Um, okay. We are at the part of the podcast that we play a little game. If you are... <gasps> Everybody remembers happy or sad. So I will say a thing and you'll say happy or sad and you can expand on that or not. Whatever. Here we go. Leashes for kids. <laughs> okay. Sad. Um, I, I may have owned one at one point, uh, but was only used in, like a few times when my son was just like, we could not keep him from running out into the road. But um, overall, not I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> Nico, my son, can't walk yet. So I don't know what it's like, but I've certainly witnessed kids running. And like, if you're like in the city, like, I don't know, like, like for the longest time I was like sad, but then now I'm kind of like, Maybe I get it because even now Nico will crawl to like the most dangerous thing in the room. Yeah. Why do they do it? I don't know. I feel like I'm on the fence with that one. But okay. Uh, next one. In design. Um, what my what were my words? Like good. <laughs> Let's see if you remember. Oh my gosh. Happy or sad? Happy or sad? Happy. 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 I love in design. I like. In, I love InDesign, although I haven't used it lately because I haven't been really doing any like book layouts or, you know, mm-hmm. magazine spreads or anything like we did in school. I use it for my invoices, actually. Um, <laughs> and I love Illustrator, love Illustrator, but I cannot stand Photoshop. 
Okay. Um, fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Kill in design Photoshop Illustrator. Um. Like I mean, kill Photoshop. I know that. Um, okay. Mary. Uh, InDesign and um, fuck Illustrator. I think that's a solid choice. I think think you have to because InDesign is just, it's kind of classy. So you're going to want to marry InDesign, I feel. Illustrator Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, "Yeah, I just need to do this like quick vector, quick, just fuck (laughs) that Illustrator. And then, yeah, like Photoshop, really, you don't need it. I mean, you do. I mean, maybe you do, but like, who cares? You could figure it out without it. Ugh. Anyway, I hate it. Um, actually, I love. I do love making a GIF in a Photoshop. But anyway, you could make it in a in Premiere. I don't know. Maybe Premiere is your side piece or something. Um, okay, back pro, to the Procreate. Just Procreate. Procreate. <gasps> oh yeah, Procreate's the side piece. <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, okay. When someone other than your kid calls you mama. Um, I mean, happy. I know. (laughs) I I think that's kind of fun. Like, I mean, I've, I've worked with a lot of kids. I've, I've done summer camps and I've worked in schools forever and I think it's funny. Gives me a, do kids often call, call you Mama, like kids do. No. I mean, like pe- like adults. No. Okay. Because like when adults would oh, do it. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant a kid. Oh, an adult calling me mama. Oh, yeah. people do that all the time. Right. Right. I totally did. Yeah, people do that all the time. Oh, mama, looks like you got a lot of like a lot of like bags that. you're carrying. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, it's oh, I'm weird. just like not a not a person anymore. I mean, like if so I know the person is different, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of neutral on that. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's not like terrible, but it's kind of like weird. I just feel like erased when I hear mm. it. But that's, that's true. Maybe yeah. my own shit. Anyway. <laughs> um, OK, <laughs> gigantic bows on babies. Bows, bows. Like you bows? know, like yeah. Oh, like giant, giant ones. Yeah, the giant ones. Um, I mean, sometimes we'll stick a little bow on Ruby, but she just pulls it off. And like, yeah, the little ones are cute, but the like massive ones yeah. that take over the whole head. I don't. That's like I this is a girl. It's very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> People call Ruby a boy all the time because we have the cute little toques. Yeah. And instead yeah. of a bow, I think they're used to yeah. seeing baby girls with bows. And she always has like a little like toque that's just like blue or black. And they're yeah. like, oh, what a cute little boy. And we're like, whatever. That, like, I don't care. I'm not going to correct it's, you. <laughs> well, exactly. And it maybe that's why the bow bothers me. It just feels so like aggressively gendered. Like you can like whatever, wear whatever you want. I mean, but obviously babies aren't choosing what they're wearing and it just feels like their parents are like overly invested in like people knowing that it's a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, ugh, I don't know. It feels, it, feels it does feel much. a little like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a girl though. So like it never came up for me. I mean, I guess I could put mm-hmm. a bow on Nico and just buck the trend, but okay. he would pull it off. Like we know he would pull it off immediately. Is there anything that you do creatively 
now that you didn't do before? I oh I I can pack a pretty good lunch. <laughs> oh, I bet you can. You know what actually. I mean? I've been to your house. You make Pam, good food anyway. Pam, get ready. You are gonna have so much fun making lunches. Like you can get the little cutters for them. Oh, I got and, them, like, Alice. I know. already have them. I'm ready. <laughs> It's kind of fun. I do not do it every day, but on like special occasions, like on Valentine's Day or something, I'll like punch little hearts out of a sandwich or like, you know, cut strawberries into little hearts and stuff. It's it's fun. Or you can even, here's a pro tip, take a banana and a pin and you draw into the banana with the pin, write a message like, you know, have a great day, sweetheart or whatever, or draw a little spaceship or something. And yeah. where you drew, it browns. And it, so you can read oh, it easily. Then they'll have a message. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. Ugh, so clever. See, these are the things that we need to see, Alice. You need to make a public account. And ch- you think that everyone yeah. knows this stuff? They do not. They don't. All right. Yeah. Alice's mom tips. Yeah. Here's another project for you. Because <laughs> you're not busy <laughs> enough. Okay. I don't need another Instagram account. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, fine. Um, TikTok, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Can you, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been on TikTok. I have no idea what that is. It's so, I feel like so dumb. Like I, be, I watch it, like I'll watch him and I just feel like I could never do it myself. I don't know. I, and then I'm like, am I at the threshold now? Am I like too old? Mm-hmm. I just feel like I can't, I can't join this. I can watch it, but I don't know. Yeah, if I can get get on board too old. Yeah, that's like like I work in high schools sometimes and I go into the high schools and I've got like like I'm wearing kind of cool, cool ish clothes, clothes that I thought would be cool. You're wearing cool clothes, Alice. You are are. clothes that I thought would be cool if I walked into a high school. Right. Um, But I'm not like I'm wearing like Vans. There's not a single person in that high school wearing Vans. They're all wearing these white, thick-soled, you know, shoes from the '90s. Oh, right. Like, that's what's yeah. cool now. And yeah. and I am out yeah. of touch. Vans? How could they go out of style? They're just so plain. How could Vans go out of style? They're just so, like, classic. I know. Totally. <sighs> what a world we live in. Anyway, um, thank you so much for talking with me. And uh, do you want to plug anything that people can see publicly? Uh, I mean, just my Instagram, I guess, is Alice Claire. And there's no E on the end of Claire. Everybody gets that wrong. No E. Are you still doing pet portraits? I'm occasionally occasionally doing pet portraits or just general commissions. Going to do another house coming up soon and Alice does wonderful um paintings just I mean obviously you're on the podcast I wouldn't have (laughs) someone that I didn't like their work so (laughs) oh come on we're friends (laughs) um but yeah no my goal my goal is to make a bunch of art and then make prints and have a little shop where I just sell prints of my art that's and then I continue with editorial illustrations because I really do enjoy doing that as well so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Alice Claire for hire. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks Pam. Alice. 
I'm going to play something that came out right before shit hit the fan with the entire world in February of last year. I played this song a lot during mat leave, during my walks with the baby. In fact, if you were in Gastown and saw me bopping out with a baby strapped to me, it was likely to this song in my ears. It's just a great classic dance track. It really makes me miss going to shows and like the sad mag parties. Ugh. R.I.P. Nightlife. I mean, even if it wasn't COVID, I wouldn't be going out. But anyway, here's the track, Beggin' by Humans. Blame it on yourself, boy. I'm still begging for your love.
The Sadcast is brought to you by Sad Magazine. Check out their latest issue featuring stories, art, and design at sadmag.ca. Our intro and interstitial music is by Shamir. See you next time when I talk with design researcher Satsko Van Antwerp.